Shalom, and thank you for listening to Beit Zaid Messages. If you enjoy this teaching, consider joining us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. at 465 Lee Highway in Verona, Virginia for our morning Shabbat services. Or watch the service live stream on YouTube, Facebook, or on our website at BeitZaid.org/live. May the Father bless you richly with the hearing of His Word. Well, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. When you miss a week, you miss a lot. So it's really great to be back and hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Not too much uh, family drama or anything like that. We were good. So uh, anyway, Vaishlak, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I thought you did a great job. And I predicted and I was right. You know, I'm not a prophet, but uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, trying to think of what else. So, yeah. I, I'll review a couple of things, but uh, I got off into another numbers thing, and I'm really sorry I have a problem, guys, but uh, bear with me, and hopefully it will help make some sense of things. But, uh, but yeah, this Parsha, uh, you know, Jacob, he's, he's getting out of the frying pan and into the fire and back into the frying pan again. You know, he had to flee uh, Esau's wrath. Then he gets married, he has a pile of kids, he works for 20 years. He runs away from Uncle Laban, Uncle Laban chases him. God intervenes and keeps Laban in line. Uh, he's headed home. And remember, Rebecca had said, hey, go away. Go to my, my brother's house. And I'll let you know when the coast is clear. Well, the coast was never clear. And, uh, and she died. So it, it really, you know, we read the end of the story and we know the happy ever after. But he didn't know the happy ever after. Um, <clears throat> And he probably had a lot more insight into Esau's character than we have as well. So, and what he was capable of. But he prays. That's very important. And he does some, so he does something in the spiritual. He does something in the natural. He says, I'm going to send gifts ahead of me. And he was also very humble in, in, in how he presented himself and how his servants presented themselves. So I think those are important things to remember. Uh, so let's see here. Yeah, Esau sends 400 men. They probably have sharp sticks. You know, they're ready to poke somebody in the eye. Uh, it's a, it was a little scary. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to cruise through here. Oh, Dina or Dinah. Uh, that's a story you don't see in the children's book very often. Uh, but uh, ever yet, I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, really. There's a lot of debate about it, and that, and that ties to righteous indignation. It, it was wrong what happened to their sister, and they were right to be very upset about it. But the question, and I'm not going to give the answer, is how do you respond to that, right? It did cause some problems, their response. As a matter of fact, uh, Jacob, when he's giving his final blessings, he says, Levi, Simeon, mm-mm, you know, that was bad. So it was, it, it, it was a big deal. But yeah, again, you won't see that one in the uh, children's books. Maybe I'll write that one to deal with this. <laughs> uh, Rachel, sadly, I mean, poor Rachel, she dies while giving birth to Benjamin, and she's buried by the road near Bethlehem. And then finally, Jacob goes to see his dad, uh, Isaac, in Hebron. And then Isaac dies at 180 years old. And it is amazing. Um, all this trouble... And this is how family goes sometimes. Uh, when Isaac finally died, Jacob and Esau buried their father together. Um, and also amazing, and this is, I'm sure, God's hand moving in all of it. The land gets crowded, and Esau says, you know what? I'm going to move on. 
I'm going to give, give you some space. And uh, uh, finally, uh, the whole last chapter, and this is hard to read, uh, it's dedicated to Esau and his descendants. It just lists them. It goes through there. Um, and we do want to make Esau the bad guy, and I'm not saying he's not the bad guy, but God's promises always hold true. He said, I'm going to make a great nation out of you. So, and and uh, Edom did become a great nation. Of course, we read in Obadiah that then things kind of uh, took a turn there. So in the process of reading and studying and I you know, have a little question and ask Google, I, I was trying to remember, you know, J- Jacob gives the blessing uh, and, uh, well, not Jacob, uh, Isaac gives a blessing to Jacob and how many years was it between that time and uh, uh Jacob's death, because or uh, Isaac's death. Isaac, he's like, I'm blind, I'm tired, I'm old, I'm depressed, I'm going to die. I got to get this blessing thing done, and uh, it was forty years. Also, Esau had in his heart said, I'm going to kill my brother. When Dad dies, no holds barred. I'm going to I'm going to kill Jacob at that point. So it's interesting that it was a whole forty years. So I. I Again, I'm, I apologize if it doesn't make sense, but I got off into this whole numbers thing, and y'all walk with me, and we'll see what happens. So, um, let's see. So, uh, Abraham, he lived 175 years. Sarah lived 127 years. Isaac lived 180 years. That's five more than his dad. Jacob lived 147 years. And Joseph was kind of an important guy. I know he's not the, you know, one of the three patriarchs, but... Uh, he lived 110 years, and um, hopefully it'll, things will make a little sense when I'm, when I'm through this, at least to me. It's, it makes sense. The Bible looks at Abraham, and it looks at Abraham, right? And it kind of ignores all else. Then it looks at Isaac, and kind of looks at Isaac, and ignores all else, and then Jacob. So what I'm going to try to do, or what was neat to me, is to see that there's this overlap between each generation that doesn't get talked about much. Naturally, the Bible can't you know, there's not enough to contain it, everything. So, but all of these four guys, their lifespans added up to 612 years. That's, that's a whole lot of living, 600 years. It's funny, it's 612 miles to where we went in Macon, Georgia. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and that was a whole lot of driving, I'll say that. Uh, it's, but it's not linear, right? It's not 612 years. Again, each generation is overlapping, uh, you know, Abraham didn't die, then Isaac was born. Uh, Isaac doesn't die, then Jacob's born. They overlap. And uh, also, we all know this, but they, they had a, a habit of living a really long time <laughs> in those days. And uh, even with the overlap, you know, the condensing of it, just the, the three patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's over 300 years of time occupied by those three. Add Joseph in the mix, and you get... 360 years of time. Uh, that's a long time for four guys to cover. And they weren't just old. Now, you can make the case, I think we were already talking this morning, well, they didn't age as quickly, so, you know, a 50-year-old, a 49-year-old would look a lot better than me. <laughs> but just the same, they took a long time to get around to sort of these benchmarks in life, right? Like marriage and kids and, and things like that. So, uh, but yeah, as far as their their age and getting around to things. Uh, you know, remember when Abraham lied about Sarah being 
it wasn't technically a lie, but he said, that's not my wife, that's my sister, um, because of her beauty. Well, the first time that happened in Genesis 12, she was in her 60s. Uh, second time, she was in her late 80s and likely pregnant or possibly pregnant with Isaac. That's in Genesis 20. Sarah was 90 when Isaac was born. Abraham was 100. That's kind of old. And we know that's a miracle, but there's other stuff as we go through. Uh, uh, again, Sarah died when she was 127. And sorry, I don't have slides, guys. So I, if, I, if I see a lot of people going to sleep, I'll, I'll do something silly. Uh, Sarah died when she was 127. So Abraham would have been 137 when she died. Isaac, remember, Abra was born when Abraham was 100, so he was 37. I used to think 37 was pretty old, but... I don't think that anymore. Uh, so remember, Sarah died. Then uh, Isaac got married to Rebecca. So he was pretty, pretty well 40 years old when that happened. All right. Uh, again, Abraham died 175 years. Isaac would have been 75 when his dad died. So after Abraham dies, all of a sudden, the word rips us out of that world and it goes back in time and it starts talking about Isaac. And that's where, for me, my simple mind, it gets confusing because it's like we went over here. Now we're going back over here and the timelines sort of get confused. Uh, but yeah, it was after uh, he married Rebecca. Uh, again, we discover that Isaac was 40 when he married Rebecca. That's in chapter 25, 20. Uh, anybody know how old Rebecca was? It doesn't say. It's a trick question. But like Sarah, uh, she wasn't able to, to have children. She wasn't able to conceive for another 20 years. And I, we've talked about this many times, just the patterns that you see. It's interesting why, why God does that. But yeah, it was about 20 years until little Esau and little Jacob uh, came along. So at that time, Isaac, you know, he was a new dad. He was 60 Kind of old, even if you're not, you know, aging uh, quickly. Uh, so, I got another question for you. Isaac was 60. He had a, a pair of twins, Esau and Jacob, Jacob and Esau. Was Abraham at the baby shower? Did they do an announcement slide? Because, you know, Abraham's dead, right? No, he wasn't dead. He was alive when they were born. So, as a matter of fact... He didn't die till, till they were about 15 years old. And uh, so Esau and Jacob would have known Abraham. Now, they maybe didn't live next door, but I'm pretty sure they would have gotten together, right? And, you know, yeah, again, they were 15. And, you know, when they were 15, not only would they know Abraham, they would know more than Abraham. So that's for the 15 years. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, our 15-year-olds are all above average, just, there's no doubt about it. So let's see, our next time marker, uh, it happens about the end of chapter 26. Uh, Esau marries a couple of Hittite girls. And how, anyone remember how old Esau was when he married the two Hittite girls? He was 40, just like his dad. Yeah, Isaac married Rebecca when he was 40, and then Esau marries these two girls. Maybe he was feeling like, Maybe that was like the, uh, what do they call that? The senior panic? He was having the senior panic at 40. Like, I got to marry someone. So he married two, not a good choice. So he married two girls that caused his parents and his family a lot of trouble. Um, let's see here. So if Esau got married at 40, how old was Jacob? 
Yeah, yeah. Y'all are smarter than I am. Uh, anyone, uh, that was an aha moment for me. It's like, oh yeah, they're twins. That's right. <laughs> Jacob would be 42, and Isaac, again, I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers out there, but Isaac would be 100. They would be 40. Esau married the wrong girls. Uh, Jacob's not married. He's still not married. He's 40. He's not married. Um, so anyway, uh, chapter 27, you know, again, Isaac, he's old. He's been old forever, but he's feeling particularly old, so he thinks it's time to do the final blessings. Um, so again, Isaac's timing's off. Esau's timing's off. He thinks, I'm, I'm about to die, but it's another 40 years before he dies. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, 40 years. So, how old were Jacob and Esau when Isaac finally died? They were 120. Uh, so anyway, uh, after the blessing, Jacob is sent to Laban. Remember, or now I'm doing it to you. I'm backing up in time here. Uh, so Jacob is sent to Laban, Uncle Laban, to find a wife amongst Rebekah's family. Esau got married at 40. Uh, so when did, um, when did Jacob get married to Rachel? How old was he? 40. He was in his 70s. Isn't that crazy? Because remember, there's this whole lag, right? Esau got married. He behaved badly. Still not getting the blessing. Jacob still hasn't run away, right? There's this whole lag of time. He, he was old. Now, again, he didn't look like a 70-year-old. I'm sure he didn't. But he's still 70. He still lived 70 years, right? Just because you're healthy. I don't know why I keep looking at Bill. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> you look healthy, man. <laughs> That's why I'm looking at you. Uh, he's old. That's crazy. Uh, so, yeah, Jacob, he was a uh, single man in his 70s. He didn't own anything. I mean, where was his 401k? It wasn't there. He lost it. And he re uh, but he returned with two wives, two concubines, depending on how you count it, 12 sons, one daughter, and a lot of money. And he was in his, remember, it was about 20 years he was with Uncle Laban. So now he's in his 90s. Um, so Abraham got to see Jacob and Esau, the grandkids. Did Isaac get to see the grandkids? When Jacob came back with 12 sons, one daughter, did Isaac get to see the grandkids? Uh, it seems so. I mean, he doesn't say so, but they were alive in the same land at the same time. Uh, Jacob was back in the land with uh, the same land as Isaac for about 15 years before Isaac died. So, yeah, Isaac actually might have seen the grandkids. He might have got them hopped up on sugar and red dye number 40 and then sent them back to Jacob, right? So, anyway, um, so let's see. Oh, yeah, Joseph, he was one of those grandkids, right? Joseph was one of Isaac's grandkids. Uh, Joseph was born in uh, Laban's camp at some point. They don't, don't know exactly when. Um, but Isaac was still alive when Joseph was sold into slavery and presumed dead. So Isaac was still around. I mean, the whole narrative ignores Isaac at that point, but he was still around. He would have known, like, oh, no, he's, he's dead, you know. Here's his bloody coat. Um, let's see here. In fact, uh, Isaac would have been still alive. No, excuse me, back up. He wasn't alive. Joseph would have been second in command in Egypt, a year after Isaac died. So all the way up to that point, Isaac was alive. 
course, they didn't know where he was. Uh, Jacob, anyway, or Joseph, excuse me. This is confusing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. Jacob, we're almost there, guys. Uh, Jacob moved the whole family to Egypt only 10 years after Isaac's death. Uh, Jacob spent the last 17 years of his life in Egypt and lived a total of 147 years. So I'm sorry this is not a three-point sermon. I never do create one, but I just thought it was neat. There's overlap. Is it critical to your salvation to know this? Is it critical to the, even to walk in the guy in the street? But it does kind of help it come together, all these different things. And of course, Torah Club gets into that where you really get into the minutiae a little bit. It takes time, right? You're not going to just pick all that up in a second. So I, I felt like it was worth sharing. The generations overlapped, right? It wasn't just one or two at a time. So just because you're reading just about Isaac at this point or just about Jacob here now, you know, Abraham was still in the mix. Isaac was still in the mix. Uh, it's pretty interesting. So let's see here. Again, from Abraham's birth, to Jacob's death, and then to Joseph's, Joseph's death is about 360 years. Well, how did it start? It started with Abraham, his family being basically a childless couple. No hope. Nothing to, no, no, how could he know, right? They go from being a childless couple to being the beginnings of a great nation, and they were a nation at that point when you think about Egypt. So it reminds me of the verse, God is faithful when he makes a promise. It doesn't matter if it takes 360 years to achieve it. It doesn't matter if it takes 6,000 years to achieve it, 2,000 years to achieve it. He can achieve it. And he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Maybe we don't understand the timeline. Maybe, you know, like Isaac, he, he had 40 more years. But it reminds me, my one scripture for my slide, guys, uh, Genesis 22, 17 and 18. God's promise. I will most certainly bless you. This was to Abraham. And I will most certainly increase your descendants to as many as there are stars in the sky or grains of sand on the seashore. Your descendants will possess the cities of their enemies. It should be another slide there. And by your descendants, by your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed because you obeyed my order. Thank you, Abraham, for being faithful. Um, and we are in part the outcome of his faithfulness, his obedience. And I'm so grateful that we get to be part of God's kingdom and we get to be part of his family. And I'm so glad I get to be part of this family too. And with that, I'll say Shabbat Shalom. Again, thanks for joining us for the Beit Zayit Messages podcast, an extension of Beit Zayit Messianic Congregation group of Jews and Gentiles, one in Messiah, currently meeting in Verona, Virginia. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review, along with a five-star rating, or give us a thumbs up wherever you're listening from. If you're interested in learning more about the Creator and His Word from a Messianic Jewish perspective, check out our website at BeitSaid.org for helpful resources and more information. Until next time, Shalom.